there are two red state Democrats that have a message for Biden on how to win or come close in one state and maybe just bring a few others in another. One's a former senator, one's a former congressperson. And, you know, these are middle of the road kind of Democrats, not the particular kind of Democrats that we know are there to to do what we expect them to do. But check out what they say. I think it has a whole lot of merit. And if Biden kind of coalesced towards a message like that, I think maybe um, he could actually effect a, a landslide. Check this out. Donald Trump is still on his way to being the Republican nominee unless some of this message breaks through with the MAGA crowd and with uh, uh, Main Street Republicans who are willing to step up. And so, you know, we've got a long way to go, but I think we're going to know a lot more by the end of the year. Whomever the Republican nominee is, Tim, don't they need to figure out how they're going to hit Joe Biden? Because I watch day in and day out and don't they kind of need to pick a lane, right? He can't be sleepy Joe who's too old for the job. And at the same time, he's high on cocaine, right? He can't be senile (laughs) and a puppet. And at the same time, running a secret crime family or running over Kevin McCarthy on debt ceiling negotiations. So which is it? (laughs) Well, I don't know. They're going to have to pick and something tells me they're not all going to be aligned on that. I think the president, the administration, I think those running for uh, re-election here in Ohio with Senator Brown and and others and Tester and and Manchin, these guys, you got to talk about what has happened. We have the greatest reindustrialization happening in the United States since basically World War II. And we see it right here in Ohio. We see auto plant, electric vehicle plants, we see battery plants, we see natural gas power plants, we see chip manufacturing, all directly connected to the uh, idea that we are going to reindustrialize the United States of America and create good paying jobs. A lot of these jobs are union jobs, the Intel chip manufacturing plant just outside of Columbus, Ohio, 7,000 union construction jobs for the next five years, Steph, and then for the next 10 years, it's going to be at least 5,000 hundreds of billions of dollars in investment. Uh, The president needs to take credit for that. It's actually hitting home now. It's not a hypothetical. And let these guys go run around and talk about some of the insanity that that they've been talking about. It's not going to resonate. Average people will vote their pocketbook. And if they see these initiatives hitting the ground in their own states, they're going to reward those senators and they're going to reward the administration. Are they seeing it? Heidi, take us to North Dakota. Right. Tim just laid out a whole bunch of huge achievements that this administration um, can boast about. But do, do voters know that? How do people in North Dakota feel? What are they saying about President Biden? I think that they're concerned and and they're conservative. And so um, uh, they aren't naturally going to support a Democratic candidate. And so he has a big lift to try and get beyond the D label and get to people to listen to what he's done and what he's accomplished. And it's interesting because even the governor who is running for president, who talks about how, you know, how destructive Biden has been, he's been more than willing to pursue those inflation reductions dollars for clean energy <laughs> that were only delivered by the Democratic Party. And so when you when you look at where 
the, the state like North Dakota is, is probably not a good example. The one thing I would add to what Tim just said is, look, we used to run away from the culture wars. We used to say, okay, we want to talk about the economy because we think the economy is always better under Democrats and we do a better job. We have a better argument. Now, all of a sudden, with the Dobbs decision and with a number of the other kind of demographic changes and more acceptance of um, uh, gay and lesbian rights, you're seeing a change in how Democrats are talking about culture as well. And so I think that these two factors are both weighing in favor of the Democratic Party. But we have to acknowledge that Joe Biden has record low approval ratings, and those approval ratings have to get back up if he's going to win re-election. Tim, what are voters in Ohio saying about President Biden? You just walked through a ton of great achievements he's had right there in your state. Yeah, I would say that he, he's not getting, and I think Democrats are not getting the the, the kudos um, because, you know, you got to have the campaign. And I think it's got to be an energetic campaign. I don't, I, I think most people, honestly, Steph, would like two new people to be the nominees for the two parties. I mean, I but just why? think people you, you are ready. You just walked me through all of those extraordinary achievements, right? We we laughed at, at, at President Trump's, infra, you know, 15 different infrastructure weeks. President Biden yeah. got an infrastructure bill turned into law in a bipartisan way. Look, I, I voted for it. I supported it. You know, I pushed that most of my career. So, you know, it is what it is. I think it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. So it's going to probably be... Trump Biden again, if I had to guess. And I think there's a lot of significant initiatives that he that he pushed that are actually doing in the American heartland in Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, these key states that we need to, to win going down into Georgia. Those states are benefiting significantly from the infrastructure bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, the rescue packages, all the local government funds that these local governments are passing out now for key projects that haven't gotten done for 30 or 40 years. Here's the only thing I would say. This has got to be a robust and vigorous campaign. It needs to be on the ground. It needs to be energetic. It can't be the Rose Garden strategy. And we're going to we're going to cut ribbons. It's got to people want to get excited about what the future of America is going to look like. And the president is very well positioned to articulate that. And, and he's got the initiatives behind him. <laughs> talking about, I said earlier you could affect a landslide and I, I could just see the giggles all over. The truth of the matter, I think, if the fever happens to break around the time of the election, if people start to realize that what the Republican Party has been preaching over the last several decades is just bunk again. Uh, you know, we had a president that talked about infrastructure week, but Biden gets it. We had a president that talked about helping the the poor, giving them the kinds of subsidies they need for uh, getting ahead, a hand up. Uh, Trump never really did it per se. Uh, just maybe it may click. And if it clicks at just the right time, uh, as Tim Ryan says, though, uh, he needs to go out there and vigorously campaign. And I think that'll do the magic. We 
spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.